All right. So I guess we will like just free free do this one. <laughs> just get our celebratory tones of voices on. <laughs> it's not either of our strong suit, especially on a Monday morning. <laughs> Honestly. <sighs> All right. Hi everyone. I'm Sarah. And I'm Harley Bang Bang. We did not talk about it. No. I was gonna say the next nope. Sure didn't. <laughs> well, this one will have a lot of bloopers at least. <laughs> Hi everyone. I'm Sarah. And I'm Harley Bang Bang. And welcome to our third episode of Love Life and Liquor. And today we have a very celebratory episode in stock. Um, as some of you may have heard in the media, the election went quite favorably, and we have now finally ousted Donald Trump. Uh, I know I, for one, am quite excited about this. Um, it definitely took a lot longer than I would have liked for those results to be announced. And all of last week was basically just me sitting in front of CNN. But <laughs> I am, <laughs> but I, yeah, that news was just, was amazing. On that Saturday, I feel like everyone, everywhere around the world was celebrating. So we're, uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. Sarah, as someone who lives in the States, but also, you know, kind of lives close to where some of those celebrations were happening. How are you feeling about all of this? I mean, such a sense of relief, for one thing, mm-hmm. like that whole week was so stressful. And I just felt like it was constant, like, glued to the news, glued to your phone. Um, like, it, I felt like I was not sleeping properly (laughs) like I wasn't on a normal schedule like it was just constant anxiety for a week straight so I feel a major sense of relief um I personally was pleasantly surprised I mean I predicted you know in a previous episode that I actually did think that Trump would win again um, just because of the way the Electoral College works and stuff like that so I'm thrilled at the outcome um we have two months of fuckery ahead. Like, <laughs> not, I will not fully relax until the actual electors cast their votes, which is just yet another feature of our fucked up pseudo democracy in this country that we have actual people that go and cast votes for the Electoral College. Like, the, this system is ancient. Like, it makes zero sense in 2020. And I will not be able to fully relax until they do that. But I am really excited by the results. I'm happy that Biden won so many states. Like, even if they manage to invalidate a state or two, um, you know, he still will easily win. So I, for one, am very excited. Um, and it always, I don't know, it always surprises me I shouldn't be surprised at this point but I'm always just surprised at how closely other countries follow the Mm. U.S. like seeing celebrations around the world is wild but you know they saw we saw marches and protests around the world when he won the first time like we saw everybody celebrate the first time Obama won so it's just interesting to kind of live in like the center of a place that everybody's watching all the time. Well, I mean, to be fair, I feel like America just doesn't follow anything about any other countries. No, ever. no, they don't. But... <laughs> like, I have followed not 
not nearly as closely, but like I have like quasi followed some elections in other countries or at least like been aware of who was running and who won in the end. But well, I mean, with Canada, it makes sense to follow the US one. But yeah, I, I think Americans are always like I have um, family that lives in the States and they're always really surprised at how much I know about what's going on in their country. And I'm just like, dude, it's because like other countries actually pay attention to world yeah. events. Like, <laughs> no, it's not it's that true. surprising. And I mean, even <laughs> myself and I definitely consider myself like more <laughs> worldly than the average American, <laughs> I guess I would say. Um, but even prior, like I really didn't start paying close attention to stuff like that in other countries until 2016 when I saw how close everybody was watching us. Like mm-hmm. I had a general idea of like the political leanings of most countries. Like, you know, like I knew like the basic way that they were going to lean on issues and stuff, but I was not like watching their election results come in or like thinking about the implications of, you know, leadership changes and stuff like that. And then, so even for me, I didn't really start paying that kind of attention until 2016. Um, And I mean, not to pat myself on the back, but if I didn't start paying attention until 2016, uh, most of this country probably never will. So it, yeah, it's never going to not surprise us as Americans that everybody's watching (laughs) I just... One of my favorite memories is of my cousin who lives in California and like at the time she was in high school, but like, you know, older in high school and she had a 4.0 and like she was very smart. Like she wasn't like a dumb hick is what I'm trying to say. Um, (laughs) Nor, nor was she like, you know, seven years old and couldn't be expected to know these things. But she literally asked me, I kid you not is it the same year in Canada as it is in the States? <laughs> like, I just, I, I couldn't, I didn't even know what to say. <laughs> like, what? Oh, <sighs> hashtag you... not all Americans. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I shouldn't victimize all of you. Assumptions. Um, but yes yes. it is very exciting um it will also be interesting we won't know what happens like with the senate for another couple months because of the way georgia works and the fact that they have runoff elections which is not something that most states do but some do so um it really won't know like what the Biden administration is walking into really for another couple yeah. months. So it will be interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm really excited. You know, I'm also still at the same time disappointed because it was so much closer than it should have been, you know, in so many ways. And even though I expected that, like I said, I personally expected Trump to win, but um, you know, it was still so close and you know, got to speak negatively towards my people for a minute. Uh, more white women, a higher percentage of white women voted for Trump this time around than last like, time. What? Yeah, last time it was like 52 or 53. And this time it's like 55%. Like, which oh my is such God. an embarrassment. I mean, obviously, num- like, also with how we expanded mail-in voting and early voting, this election in general had such high turnout. Like, the highest 
number of votes ever are now Biden at number one and Trump this time at number two. Like we had more turnout in general, which I understand, but I'm not even talking about numbers. I'm just talking about percentages, (laughs) like the percentage of white women votes that went to Trump was higher this time, which is just wild to me. Like I, we're going to talk about some of the like memes and stuff that we saw in a few minutes. And most of the ones that we're going to talk about were funny, but this one was like, obviously tongue in cheek, but the point of it really not funny, but I saw one that was like, shout out to all the white woman, women who spent June listening and learning and reading and then decided they actually like racism. (laughs) (laughs) Referencing just all the like, Black Lives Matter stuff that happened this summer and all that. And like, it's true. Like everyone was like, oh, my eyes are finally open. Like I'm finally paying attention. And clearly you're not. So as excited as I am, I'm also just as always pretty disgusted with everyone in this place. Yeah. I, yeah. And I think that's like, that's sort of the thing lurking in most people's minds you know and not wanting to take away from the celebration but the reality is it should have never been as close as it was and it shouldn't have taken as long as it did because had states voted you know the way they were supposed to and given joe the landslide victory that really should have happened you know it, it would have it's just really disappointing to see that it even had to take so long because there was such a, there was a decent amount of Trump support. So, I mean, I know, like, I definitely remember that first night people were feeling really dejected and upset. And like, we know now with a bit more hindsight and clarity, it's because of the way the votes were being counted and mail-in votes weren't counted until afterwards. But even just that first night, people were horrified. They were like, how is this happening again? And, you know, how is Trump getting so many votes again, even now knowing what we know four years later and why is it so close? And there was such high hopes that Texas was going to turn blue, I guess. I I still get confused with the fact that you guys' colors are not what they're supposed to be. Like, everyone, (laughs) everyone knows that blue is supposed to be the more conservative party and red should be what the Democrats are. So that always trips me up. I, like, cannot wrap my mind around that. But, of course, we would be different than the rest of the world. (laughs) We, uh, in case you forgot, we're anti-metric system, anti-anything that makes sense. I can't even, like, (laughs) think about the metrics. Yeah, it's funny because whenever I see campaigning here in Canada and I see, like, the colors like the conservatives are blue here and and I look at them like oh blue is such a lame old man color of course they would pick blue but then like immediately I flip when I see the state's colors I'm just like oh of course like the democrats or sorry the republicans would pick red because they have to be this like obnoxious bright old <laughs> color <laughs> You know, I'm just like, oh, Democrats are blue. It's such a common color. Like, I totally change my reading the colors when when I see it in the states. But anyway, um, yeah, I, it was it was really disheartening to see how close it was, um, and it still is. And and possibly we expected too much from Texas and Florida. Like, I never thought Florida was going to go Democrat. I know some people did. I don't know why anyone would have thought that. But like Texas, I think there was a, a reasonable amount of hope so when that didn't happen it was this huge 
it felt like a huge blow and it was kind of like, oh my God, how's the rest of the counting going to go? But anyway, I'm glad it all, it all worked out. And, you know, as of now, like you said, he's won by a sizable number of the votes. Like it's, so we have that buffer room should we need it. But yeah, it was upsetting to see how, how close it really was. Um, yeah. And I mean, like you said, on that first night, like I was one of those people that was just like, well, it's clear how this is going. Like this is exactly even though I expected him to win, I, I expected Trump to win. I did not expect it to be that much of like a landslide, like a feeling like 2016 where you're just watching state after state, like get decided for him. And that's how it felt. <laughs> that night obviously I'm glad that changed and even though we didn't get states like Texas you know we got Georgia which was shocking like there were some you know positive outcomes but my hope is that you know we continue in this country to expand and improve upon like the mail-in voting and the early voting um because high turnout you know regardless of who wins you should want high turnout like you should want the most people possible participating in voting and i just i disagree i disagree (laughs) (laughs) no we don't need everyone out here voting i mean i wish that there were there's a lot of people i wish would not vote but in this country where everything is wrapped up in like racism and suppressing the votes of specific groups like anything that's in place that makes it harder is not going to make it harder for the groups that we wish weren't voting like it's going to make it harder for like people of color and like people in urban areas and stuff like that so because of how this country works I need as many people as possible to be voting because when that can happen it will you know go our way a lot of the time um which is why I try to keep it And I have to say something, these fucking idiots who are voting for the independents, like my head was going to explode when I saw the count in some of those places. Like, stop fucking, who, first of all, who is Joe Jorgensen? And why, (laughs) like, why did she get even one vote? I just, it was so upsetting. And I know that this will not be popular with everyone. Like some people like the idea of having independence and blah 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 like no i don't give a fuck like stop throwing your vote away which is what you're doing it is what they're doing and they it's such an arrogant like it's people that think that they're making a statement like i hate both candidates so i'm gonna prove that i have my own mind and can vote how i want like look i get it the two-party system sucks like if it were up to me we would move to like a rank choice system nationwide so that you could vote for these other people, but also put in like a fail safe in place to give your next choice or whatever. Um, the way we do it is not fair. It doesn't encourage like unique original ways to solve problems. Like it keeps people like, I mean, however you feel about someone like Bernie Sanders, like his ideas are a bit different than most Democrats. He doesn't really have a chance in the Democratic Party, which sucks because maybe some of his ideas, you know, are worth hearing. And I get it. It's an unfortunate system that we have, but it's the system that we have. And you can either operate in reality (laughs) or you can operate in a fantasy land. And I just feel like people that vote third party for president are operating in a fantasy land. Like your person is not going to win. You're just giving your vote away. Essentially. I'm just like, why? Like fight for the system to be changed so that third parties actually have a shot, but don't just throw away your vote. Like, I don't, I don't understand why people do that, especially 
Uh, even though I don't live in Pennsylvania anymore, being so close to Pennsylvania, I have a lot of friends there. And I saw quite a few people on my social media voting mm-hmm. Joe Jorgensen. And I was just like, why? Like, why? Yeah. And, and uh, like, I don't even look at it that deeply. I'm just like, be an adult. These are the two options you have. Pick one of them. Like, be a fucking adult. You're not going to get everything you want in a candidate. And you just got to pick, you know, as much as it pains me to say this, like the lesser of two evils, pick the less shitty option for you. But don't go crying about how you want like this idealized third option. Like you don't have that third option. Just pick up the two you have. Just pick one of these two. I don't <laughs> understand why it's so fucking difficult. Uh, anyway... So I just needed to to say something about that because for anyone who votes independent, like I fucking hate you and you wasted your vote and I would rather you stay home. <laughs> stop voting for independence, guys. I don't care. And I don't care if people disagree with me because you're wrong. <laughs> well, on that very decisive <laughs> note, um, <laughs> we thought we would take a couple minutes and just share a few of our favorite memes and <laughs> tweets that we saw. Honestly, these things were the only thing keeping me sane over this last week. Um, I, and I have for- to say, I, I feel like I'm almost sad the election's now over because I love these memes so much. <laughs> like the fact that we're not getting them anymore. I'm like, was well, it really worth it to announce it so soon? <laughs> like there was some Twitter gold. Yeah. And I mean, just so everybody listening knows, we are recording this Monday morning and the results obviously came out on Saturday. So it's still fairly fresh. Um, The whole, you know, Tuesday to Saturday was just chock full of, you know, Twitter gold, as HPV just said. So we figured we would share a few of our favorites. Um, I will say some of my favorite things that I saw were actually videos and obviously we can't yeah. leave those out um you know on the air but I saw a lot of great videos even though I still don't really understand TikTok or how one even goes about putting together these TikTok videos there were some great ones so shout out to all the <laughs> internet creators that really uh improved my life over the last week but we're just gonna read a few of our favorite like tweets or memes or you know things that can be read out loud yes and i i just want to start one off um because this is even this is predating the actual election day but i feel like it'll set the tone really well so one of my favorite memes that came out when when it became clear that joe was going to be the democratic nominee amongst the like 57 that were running at that time (laughs) um there's this picture of him of an obama sitting and obama was like joe i'm endorsing you and joe was like for what (laughs) (laughs) we can joke about these things now that he's won we can go back to joking about his mental faculties i was too afraid to joke about it before because i didn't (laughs) want to encourage people to vote stupidly but yes now that can be funny yet again Although I always assume that that was just a joke about him being like not super smart, like not necessarily that he's you know losing it in his old age, but that's how I interpreted it. So that's why I find it funny. Uh, it could go either way, knowing what people say about him. But I mean, I think True. all that's exaggerated either way. But um, 
but yeah no that is funny though (laughs) um so I mean I have so many like categories of memes that I enjoyed this week (laughs) um but one of the ones that I just appreciated that was like about the election in general um and not like a specific state or area um I saw one that was just a photo of uh the count the sesame street character and the caption was i move on him like a bitch i just keep counting and when it's a democracy they let you do it <laughs> and, and like the like the count just looks like really excited in this photo like he's got his like counting fingers up and he just looks really happy so that one made me happy <laughs> Um, one particular category of memes that I enjoy. Uh, so they came about after Trump was tweeted and he was very confused after the first night because he was saying, you know, last night I was leading in many key states. And then one by one, my, you know, the votes started to magically disappear as surprise ballots were counted. Very strange. So I love the memes that followed from this tweet. One was from... The Daily Show, and where Trevor Noah wrote, last night the sky was dark. Then from east to west, those cities magically became light again. <laughs> Very strange. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one following that same meme is, Very strange that votes getting counted changes the numbers of votes that have been counted. <laughs> And, uh, and this one's my personal favorite. I can relate to it way too much. Last night, I had an entire pizza in front of me. <laughs> I already love where this is going. I don't think I saw this one, but I like where this is going. <laughs> then one by one, the slices started to magically disappear as the night went along. <laughs> Very strange. And now this morning, there is no sign of it. <laughs> Very strange. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, those are all great. Um, I have a couple more that are just like generic about the election. And then I have some that are more area specific um but a couple of the generic ones that i saw um one was like uh it was like reaching for your phone like it's a baby monitor just gotta check on america real quick like (laughs) that's like really how the week felt like constant if you were away from your phone for longer than like five minutes you were like oh what am i coming back to um Another one said, national mood, receiving a we have to talk text, and then for like 36 to 72 hours, and it's just a picture of the like iMessage three dots typing, like someone's <laughs> typing. Um, and then the other generic one I liked was the the meme where someone is choosing like between two buttons to press, and they're like two opposite choices, and the person is like sweating, and they can't decide or whatever. 
and the, it's like obviously Trump that's like sweating because they made his face super orange. Um, but the <laughs> choices are stop counting votes and lose the election or keep counting votes and lose the election. <laughs> and he's like undecided and sweaty, which is how it felt like you're going to lose either way. Like, why is this even a thing? So, uh, I think that wraps up the generic ones I have. I don't know if you have others. I do have one funny one I saw. <laughs> well, we can't let one bad night ruin what's been an amazing year. <laughs> uh, so a few of the other ones I really enjoyed. Um, I mean, I live fairly close to Philadelphia. I lived in Philadelphia for um, quite a few years when I was a little younger so obviously, I don't think these will appeal to everyone, but Philadelphia is known for just having a very, like, fuck it attitude towards everything. Like, their sports fans are known to be insane. Like, their general, like, demeanor and personality is just, you know, not always great. Um, but it's like, if you live there, you've been there, it's like you the rest of the world like hates it and you like love it so some of the philadelphia ones that i saw that i enjoyed it was after um lou dobbs said that republicans should surround philadelphia and exert a demanding presence and the tweets that came after this were hysterical um one of them was you're gonna try to intimidate a city that beheaded a hitchhiking robot try it (laughs) i don't know if everyone heard this story but there was some like social experiment that some like technology group was running a few years back where they like basically created a robot and just like let it loose like around the country and people would have to like like there were i believe there were like instructions attached to it or something and people were supposed to like help it get to the next place and it made it through like so many states with people just willingly participating in this experiment and then it got to philadelphia and they like beat the shit out of it like oh my God. <laughs> like, what? like for no reason like philadelphia oh <laughs> Another one responding to that same tweet was, bruh, they booed my baby for wearing Mets gear at a Phillies game. You don't want none of Philly. (laughs) Sports known to be insane. Um, Another one said, you have to question the wisdom of right-wing pundits encouraging GOP loyalists to descend a city with the strongest fuck around and find out energy in the country. We embrace a seven foot orange methadone nightmare on knife shoes like a stuffed teddy bear. We cold cocked Santa. <laughs> and, like For those that don't know, they are referring to the fairly new uh, Flyers hockey team mascot. Um, which basically does look like a seven foot orange methadone nightmare on knife shoes. So that is accurate. Um, another tweet said that a legend at his hospital was that a little old lady was brought in by paramedics and the metal detector kept going off and they couldn't figure out why. And then they found a gun hidden in her wig. Uh, so there was just a lot, a lot of good, um, just Philly related stuff. Um, Cause Philly did kind of become like the center of things happening. So I really enjoyed those, especially living near here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw a couple of good ones about Philly as well. One of them was from Mara Wilson, the actress, if you're familiar with Matilda, she wrote, 
I can't understand how anybody would want to fuck with Philadelphia. I have thousands of fears, but Philadelphians are number three on my list. (laughs) (laughs) And I saw another one from uh, not a famous person. So sorry. Um, I would not want to fight the sweetest school teacher in Philly. Wouldn't scrap with the most gentle librarian. They do like six hours of MMA a night and will light a dumpster on fire and throw you in it. <laughs> Accurate. As someone who has been to Philly to visit Sarah, I can attest that all of these are, are true. I mean, I did not grow up here. So when you first come here, it's like a culture shock. But I've been here long enough now that I've become one of those people that like loves it and appreciates it. So (laughs) I was really enjoying these Philly themed uh, tweets. Yeah. (laughs) Another thing that happened in Philadelphia, which was just a coincidence that it was here. um, But Trump wanted to do a press conference here because Pennsylvania and especially Philly has become like the epicenter of them trying to get, you know, votes invalidated and claim that there's cheating and stuff. And so someone on his campaign tried to book the Four Seasons Hotel for the press conference, and they accidentally booked a company called Four Seasons Total Landscaping, which was just like a coincidence that this was the name. And then obviously, instead of just changing the location or whatever, they had to pretend that this was intentional and that they meant to do this. So I was loving all the things people were saying about that. Um, One person put up photos of the surrounding area. Oh, this one was uh, Patton Oswalt, actually, so also a famous person. But um, he said, this is not over, for we shall mount our righteous stand at Four Seasons Total Landscaping, next to Fantasy Island Adult Books, across the street from the Delaware Valley Cremation Center, between the fire extinguisher and yellow hose. (laughs) Hashtag MAGA. Um, someone else said, don't worry, Trump world, the guys who confused Four Seasons Total Landscaping for the Four Seasons Hotel are going to mastermind a way to subvert the Electoral College <laughs> of Donald Trump in office. <laughs> um, someone said, shout out to the Four Seasons Landscaping person who stone cold booked Rudy's press conference and ran their credit card without telling them. <laughs> And then the last thing I saw that, I mean, I loved so much of what I saw, but the last thing I will read about that, um, someone left a five-star review for Four Seasons Total Landscaping (laughs) and said, when I was losing an election back in 2004, I knew exactly where to turn for a desperate last-minute press conference. Four Seasons Total Landscaping has the best combination of gardening and Pennsylvanian electoral law litigation services. (laughs) I didn't win the election, but I sure had a great press conference. (laughs) (laughs) oh god um so i saw a couple uh, state specific ones as well so one as you all may remember from the first night of the election which now feels like a million years ago but that first night a lot of people expected texas to turn democrat and that obviously did not happen Um, So there are a fair number of memes just about that. And my favorite one was the one with Tyra Banks 
and that famous scene from America's Next Top Model being like, Texas, we were rooting for you. We were rooting for you. <laughs> um, another state-specific one relates to Alaska. And this is a place I literally never think about except for when it's election time. And uh, Which is weird because it might as well be Canada, really. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, and so last I heard, they still had not finished counting their votes, which blows my mind. And uh, my favorite meme about that is, how is Alaska still counting? There are five people and two polar bears that live there. <laughs> um, um, but I will say in terms of the state specific ones, nobody won like Nevada did. Oh my God. <laughs> They just set the world on fire. I think they simultaneously delighted and frustrated everybody. So I'm going to read through some of my favorite memes about there. I have some of those too. I feel like you may have some of the same ones. We did not share what we were sharing yeah. before this call. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I did try to choose ones that weren't like quite as mainstream you can't talk about the memes without referencing the one where they said this is nevada counting votes and then they just play back at one from brian <laughs> <laughs> I did love that one <laughs> another good one is is our future really in the hands of people who voluntarily chose to live in Las Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, what did you find? I I think my favorite Nevada one was um, y'all rushing the fuck out of Nevada. Girl, we 50th in education. Give us a second. We can't count. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also enjoyed basically Nevada is your plane that's delayed 30 minutes for 12 hours straight <laughs> because they, they kept saying like we'll have the results tomorrow morning we'll have it at this time I still don't think we have them maybe we do I don't know I haven't been paying as close of attention now but um, and then wait I had one other one for the oh, <laughs> oh I, I saw one that was said America said you coming and Nevada said who all there <laughs> <laughs> yes I love that one um and uh another Nevada one I really like this watch Nevada walk in to report results with a huge iced coffee <laughs> yeah I did see that one I feel like that is me. Like, unless I'm going to, like, be in trouble for what time I'm arriving, I will stop for coffee on the way to work, no matter what time it is. Even if I'm pretty sure I'll get in trouble, I'll still do it because <laughs> I'll be like, it's worth it. <laughs> um, so uh, you mentioned you're not sure if they have the results. So from what I was told slash what I read on BuzzFeed, I think they reported them, like, after Pennsylvania did so mm. there's a lot of memes just about that that uh, perfect segue for me to read it <laughs> so one one good one is Nevada here are your little votes or whatever it is you asked for <laughs> another one sorry I'm late but I got here as soon as I wanted to 
that's you in life. <laughs> yeah, can relate. Um, as expected, Nevada walked in late with an iced coffee. <laughs> uh, another good one, post-election results. So are we good then? I don't have to turn in my part of the group project. <laughs> And uh, my favorite one, Nevada, you can quit pretending to look through your purse. We went ahead and paid for it with your broke ass. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I think that's it for my kind of region specific ones. Um, I don't know if you have any more that you want to share. Well, I think we'd be remiss if we did not discuss the true heroes of the election, and that is CNN and their anchor people. (laughs) So I have to first say I have, I do not know nearly as many Canadian reporters as I now do CNN reporters. (laughs) Like, I could, I don't even think I could tell you more than two Canadian reporters and I would struggle to come up with those two but I am now quite familiar with all of those folks on CNN they were on my TV pretty much 24 7 and I don't think I was the only one because there were a lot of memes just about them alone so first we have to give a shout out to John King I (laughs) don't know what kind of drugs this man was on I would like to be on them as well But a couple good ones about him are, this man makes me believe in commitment again. (laughs) (laughs) And John King hasn't sat down since Tuesday, the real MVP. (laughs) And finally, John King just hits different after 27 hours of CNN. Um, One that I saw that I related to a little bit too much was, I am now sleep deprived. I've been watching CNN for 72 hours straight and Jake Tapper is starting to look kind of fine. (laughs) You did send that one to me and I was like, oh, that's a bit too relatable. I kind of hate myself for that. Like he is the most nondescript man I've ever seen in my life. Every (laughs) middle-aged man looks like him. But all of a sudden, I was like, ooh, he's kind of hot. <laughs> it was a bad situation. Um, and then my favorite uh, CNN meme is, what are the three branches of government? <laughs> Jake Tapper, Anderson Cooper, and John even though I did not pull specific memes about this um, while we're on the topic of, you know, people that have become famous through this election, I did really enjoy internet coverage of MSNBC's Steve Kornacki as well. Um, He's the one that like gets the calculator out and like does not let his people do the calculations for him. Like he insists on doing it himself. Leslie Jones did some great voiceovers of some of his videos. I encourage everyone to go to her Twitter or whatever and find those. Um, but I saw one article that referred to him as a map daddy. <laughs> 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 just, 
kills me. <laughs> and I also saw a lot of calling him and um John King and just like the whole group of them in general um chart throbs, which I also really enjoy. <laughs> so I will leave you with that. Map daddy chart throbs. <laughs> I think it's also a testament to how us single women are doing in lockdown. Yes. That's suddenly these are like the studs of our time. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> All right. So so that our that round wraps up our favorite election memes, uh, our thoughts on the election. It's been a roller coaster. Of, of a year, really, but definitely November was a pretty crazy month, but we are pretty pumped that we finally have some good news this year. We've been long overdue. Um, so, yeah, anything you wanted to say before we sign off? Yeah, I mean, I just, this has obviously been a horrible year for so many reasons, and a lot of the challenges we face this year, you know, will continue for quite some time, but even like like a friend sent me a piece of news totally unrelated to the election or anything else um but it was just a piece of like bad news um and she sent it to me and I responded and was like ugh, like fuck 2020 and she was like yeah that doesn't quite have the same ring to it now that we know Trump lost (laughs) I really do feel like this news has just like allowed us to at least cast the end of the year in a slightly better light, which is nice because it was getting really depressing, like hating every single thing that was occurring. So we are excited. Obviously there's a lot more work to do, but um, it's been nice to take a breather and watch the whole world celebrate. Agreed. And I I'm pretty pumped being a Canadian because I feel like Trudeau and Biden are just going to be the most bro-y, chill dudes. Like, I want to rage with them. They are going to have the best parties ever. It's so true. And also, like, if, you know, obviously, like, I'm not hoping for this or anything like that. But if something were to happen to Biden and um, Kamala, you know, ended up taking the presidency unexpectedly, I feel like in a way that would almost be even better because I feel like Trudeau would like need to prove that he was totally down with a woman of color leader. (laughs) And I feel like their relationship, less bro-y, like maybe less entertaining, but I feel like it will be special in its own way. So there's just so much to look forward to with U.S.-Canada relations. (laughs) Agreed. A lot of fun layers ahead. Uh, All right. Well, um, thanks for coming along on this celebratory ride with us. Um, You can find us on Twitter. I forget our Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) We, for those of you who don't have it memorized, we're we're at Love Life Liquor on Twitter. Um, But you can also email us at lovelifeandliquorpodcast at gmail.com. Sorry, guys. It's Monday morning. (laughs) 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 All right. See you in a couple weeks.